Hello, this is Rabbi Rob Doberson, and welcome to this edition of Wrestling and Dreaming. I am posting this podcast episode on Tuesday morning because today is the first day of the month of Kislev, Rosh Chodesh Kislev, the third month of the Jewish year, the month in which we celebrate Hanukkah on the 25th of Kislev and for the days following. And I want to share with you something that I shared with Beth Israel Congregation here in Ann Arbor this past Shabbat. On the Shabbat before Rosh Chodesh, before the new month begins, it's customary to announce the day of Rosh Chodesh, to say that Rosh Chodesh will occur on the following day of this week so that people are aware and can be sure to mark it on their calendar or be prepared to add the additional prayers which are said on that day. During the prayer for the new month, we bring several issues up that are very important. And the prayer is really formed of several components. The first paragraph, as we have it, is largely based upon the prayer of the rabbinic, the Talmudic rabbi Rav from the Talmud, as, it, as we see in the tractate of Brachot. There's a phrase that's added to it, to make it more a prayer for the new month. But according to the Talmud, Rav said this prayer after the Amida, after the silent prayer at every service on every day of the year. And it begins with the words, that we pray to God that God will give us long life, a life of peace, a life of goodness, a life of blessing and continues from there to summarize all of the things, or many of the things, of course, that we hope for in life. And we think about that as we enter into the new month because we know that the future is always uh, unknown and unclear. So we're asking for these things to be with us in the month ahead. The second paragraph of the prayer for the new month, the one that precedes the, the announcing of the new month is fascinating. It's a prayer which recognizes the miracles that God has performed for us and redeemed our ancestors from slavery and ask God to redeem us as well. Now, the idea is that this idea of gula, this idea of redemption, is speaking about the ultimate redemption at the time of the Messiah, the time of the Messianic age, asking God to redeem us as God redeemed our ancestors from Egypt. But as I noted this past Shabbat morning, when we think of redemption, when we think of, of, of saving, it's hard to focus right now on a messianic era, on this ideal statement of rede redeeming the entire world, when we know that there are people who are desperately in need of redemption and I'm referring specifically to the more than 200 hostages which were so cruelly taken by Hamas terrorists, kidnapped from Israel and brought to Gaza on October 7th as one of the most heart-wrenching aspects of the horrible, unspeakably horrible terrorist attacks which took place that day. And so I asked the congregation to add two words to this prayer not to just say that God should redeem us, but specifically to mention, as I said, achenu va'achayotenu, our brothers and sisters, referring to the hostages. And we sang 
this part of the prayer to the tune of Mao Tzor, one of the songs of Hanukkah, one of the songs that we associate with Hanukkah, in the hope that these hostages would be returned to Israel or to their home countries and would be able to celebrate the holidays with their families. The whole heartbreak of these hostage, of the situation with the hostages is just impossible, impossible to put into words. And we express our deepest thoughts of comfort and hope to those family members and close friends and community members of those who have been taken hostage. They are all our brothers and sisters. And as you know, there have been many places where pictures have been put up, where names have been read. And here at Beth Israel in Ann Arbor, we've said a prayer for them at our daily minion every evening. That's how much this has captivated us. And if you look at social media, so many people on Facebook and on other social media outlets have been using the words, bring them home, to remind whomever is listening and whoever has the power to be able to take these hostages and bring them back home would in fact be able, we pray, to do everything possible to make that happen. In Jewish tradition, Pijon Shvuim, the redemption of captives, is considered to be one of the greatest, if not the most important mitzvah of tzedakah, of righteous deeds between ourselves and those in need. Two reasons are given for that. One is because we don't know the situation that they're in. They could be hungry. They could lack clothing. They could be ill. Whatever it is, it could, because we're not sure, we don't know, we assume that their situation is more serious than anybody else's situation. And therefore, according to the tradition, according to the legal tradition, and Maimonides is very clear on this, as are other uh, rabbis and other law codes, you have to do everything in your power to redeem captives. He specifically was talking about raising money to redeem captives, but it does, but in our day and age where it isn't, and in this particular situation where it isn't an issue of money, whatever it takes should be done to bring them home. Now there is a caveat in the Talmud, and Maimonides brings this up as well, which is that if the price, if the price of redeeming captives is exorbitant, then you don't pay it because it would encourage more hostage taking. But if you can at all do it, if you have it in your power to do it, according to Jewish tradition, you must bring captives home. And I think that brings up the other reason why it's so important in our tradition, because our entire people's lives, our history began, in essence, uh, when God redeemed us from Egypt, when God brought us freedom from Egypt. And therefore, if we can help a captive go free by through negotiation, by rescuing them, we have to do that. I am not privy, of course, to what's happening behind the scenes in the events that, in, in the efforts made to release the hostages and bring them home. But I do know that it, this has to be of the highest priority for the government of Israel for the army to the extent that they could control the situation. And I know that many, many people in Israel are protesting the fact that doesn't seem to be that the government is placing this as a priority. Again, 
I don't know what's happening behind the scenes and, and those people don't necessarily know either. But what's very, very important is this has to be more than just saying prayers. It has to be more than just hoping or expressing the importance. There is nothing as heartbreaking right now as thinking of these people, old, elderly people, young people, children, babies, who have spent the last month, more than a month, in captivity. We don't know how they're being treated. We don't know anything about their situation. God willing, they're alive and at, at least in reasonably enough good health to be able to come home. They don't know, I'm sure, whether people have forgotten them. As, as often happens and we assume is happening, they're not being told the stories of what's really happening, if anything is happening behind the scenes. I'm sure they're not being told how many synagogues are praying for them, how many synagogues have left chairs, empty chairs with a Sidora prayer book on them, just as a symbol. I'm sure they haven't been told about the, the beautiful but so horribly sad display that was set up in a uh, public square in Tel Aviv a, a few weeks ago before Shabbat, when a Shabbat dinner table was set in the middle of the, the square with a chair for each of the hostages and with high chairs and sippy cups for those who have been taken hostage who were very young. Just breaks your heart to see it. I don't know what it is going to take to bring them home, but I only hope and pray that the government of Israel is doing everything in its power to bring these people home. Because at least if that, God willing, were to happen, there'd be one happy ending, or at least a satisfying ending, or at least a, 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 an avoidance of a horrible ending to the terrible story of, of October 7th and its aftermath. In that spirit, I'd like to conclude with a prayer, a prayer for the return of the hostages. Achenu kol beit Yisrael en utunim b'tzara uvashivya ha'omdim ben bayam uben bayabasha ha'maytom yorachem alehem v'yotziyeh mitzara l'ralcha u'me'afela l'yora u'mishibud l'gula hashta b'agala v'izman kariv For all our family of the House of Israel, fellow Jews who face anguish and captivity, whether on sea or on land, may the Divine have compassion upon them and bring them from distress to relief. May God bring all of the hostages, from darkness to light, from subjugation to redemption, speedily soon. And let us say, Amen. With hopes for a prayer, with hopes and a prayer for their safe return. Until two weeks from now, next week, there will not be an episode of Wrestling and Dreaming. I'll record and post a podcast for the week after next. Until then, thank you.